Welcome to Lemmy Works, brought to you by Leadership Education Mentoring Institute. We are inspiring parents, mentors, and communities as they embark on the journey of transformational project-based education. Hi, this is Tatiana Fallon. Hi, this is Heidi Christensen. We're so excited to be your hosts. Welcome, everyone. We have the opportunity to speak with Melanie Hartzell today, and I'm super excited for this episode. Melanie was there from almost the beginning, if not the beginning, and um, just been a huge, amazing mentor and inspiration in my life. So, Melanie, could you take a little bit of time and introduce yourself to our audience? Sure, I'd love to. Um, I have been homeschooling my kids. For, I have five children. My husband and I have been homeschooling them for let's see, 24 years. So I consider myself kind of a veteran homeschooler. Um, I went to my first Lemmy training uh, about 20 years ago. And uh, Tatiana was there as a, a teenager at the time. Um, so I've, I've had the opportunity to be part of a Commonwealth school for many years as well to help to help found a Commonwealth and to see what's happened there in our in our community over the past um almost well more than 15 years and that's been an amazing thing to see the progress there to have um, many of my children uh, four of my five children have um, gone through the lemmy projects and are adults um college graduates and out in the world so i I love Lemmy, I love homeschooling, and I love Heidi and Tatiana, so I'm excited to be here today. So I don't know if I ever, um, I've ever told, asked this question, but how, how did you start homeschooling? Because I know when you started homeschooling, you know, 24 years ago, it, it wasn't as popular as it is yeah. now. I mean, it was kind of fringe. So yeah. what yeah. brought you to homeschooling? Um, yeah, interesting story. I, my, I had two, my two oldest sons were just in public school in first grade and third grade at the time. And I'd really been kind of pondering and considering um, just how to, how to give them the best opportunity in life, you know, what things I should do as a parent, um, how my husband and I should raise them. We'd been discussing it. I spent a lot of time in prayer about it. And that the thought that came into my mind, um, I think, I think my sister who didn't have any children at the time had told me about someone she knew that homeschooled and the thought came into my mind very strongly that I should homeschool my children. And I kind of dismissed that thought at first. And then I thought, well, I'll go talk to my husband about it because he will never go for this. And then I don't have to worry about it anymore. So I went to my husband, John, and I said, honey, what would you think of homeschooling? our children. And he said, that is a fabulous idea. I think you should do it. I thought, oh, no, now I'm stuck. Okay, <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, and I fortunately had um, a couple of old friends who had homeschooled. I called one of them up and she said, who I, I used to be next door neighbors with her. And she said, the whole time you live next door to me, you never asked me a single question about homeschooling. Why are you calling me now? And I said, well, I wasn't interested in it back then, but now I am. So I got some good advice from her. And then I fortunately um, had a new friend I had just recently met um, named Sherry Gagan. 
And I asked her if I could chat with her about homeschooling a little bit. So we got our kids together. The kids all were swimming in the pool. And I remember standing in the pool, trying to watch all these little kids splashing around, keeping an eye on everybody while the two of us chatted about homeschooling. And that's, that's kind of how we started. I love that story. Thanks for sharing it. I love that. It's like, because when I have those moments where I'm like, I can't homeschool anymore. And I go to my husband and he's like, wait, no, this is happening. This is what you're doing. So what what do you need me to do so you'll do this? So I think that's really awesome to kind of like, you know, see that support that comes from your spouse when, you know, sometimes yes. it is probably like, you know, a lot of the time that, you know, the mother's usually spending with them, but the mm-hmm. support emotionally and the support you know, financially and all the other support that comes Absolutely. from your spouse. It's, it's, I just made me laugh because I'm like, that's exactly the same thing that my husband would say. It's like, no, wait, no, this is, this is a really great idea. This is how you're going to do it. So, <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> it's that's been a so good awesome. decision. It's been yeah. a good, good, good decision. That's awesome. So, what brought you to Lemmy? Do you just find it oh. randomly? This is this is one of my favorite stories, actually. I'm so glad you asked me this. Um, so again, it was probably about 20 years ago. I went with a couple of my friends to a homeschool conference, and um, the two women who were up there presenting, you may have heard of. Um, it was uh, Tiffany Earle and Nellity Milne, and the two of them were presenting about this Shakespeare class that you could teach and. I sat there and I thought, why would I, if I want to teach Shakespeare, I'm capable of that. Why would I need to attend a training to learn how to teach Shakespeare? I could totally do that by myself. But, you know, I was already seated in this class in the middle of a row and I couldn't get up and walk out. So I sat there and listened. And then two uh, teenage boys walked in and I thought, oh, these boys think they're coming into a youth class. They're going to be really disappointed that they showed up here and they sat down anyway and the, the the presentation went on and they talked more about Shakespeare and then um, Tiffany and Nellity began to share the concept of helping youth take responsibility for their own education and really having them take the initiative and as they gave this inspiring presentation um, a couple of women in the group a couple of moms really began to push back and said things like I, well, you don't know my kid. If I don't force him to do stuff, he's just going to be laying on his bed all day. And really kind of some negative comments from some of these moms. And then one of these teenage boys raised his hand and he said, excuse me, could I say something? I said, sure. And he, and he said, you know, I, I just finished this Shakespeare class that they're talking about. And I want you to know how it changed me. And I want to tell you Um, I know it's up to me if I get a great education or not. If I put in the work, if I'm willing to do what it takes, I'm going to get the education that I need to prepare me. And and the other young man said something similar. And all of a sudden, a light went on in my head and everything changed. And I thought, this is what I want for my children. And I thought, I've got to find out about this training. I am going to this training. This is what I want for the um, the youth in my community. My oldest son was, um, I think it just turned 13 at that time. We already had a group that had just started. They, uh, finished the first year and they, we taught some classes, which were okay, but I knew that this was going to transform the group that the homeschool group that we had and change things. Um, and that's, 
And that summer I went to my first lemon training. That is a cool sport. I wonder who those boys were, because I mean, they had to been from my mom's. I'm group. sure you. Yeah, I I don't know their names, but they had a big impact on me. That's crazy to think about. Like it's it's weird to to think about how just the simple things you say or the simple things you do can really change like mm -hmm. so many people's lives. It's really kind of cool to think about. It is. I'm also, sure those boys had no no yeah. idea that well, the impact they had on me well yeah because i mean they said that one comment you go home you take the training you build an entire community you teach mm -hmm. shakespeare for i don't know how many years but a long yeah. time mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know dozens and dozens and dozens of families and and kids and you know and then you go oh, on and train hundreds of kids yeah, yeah. Hundreds. hundreds and hundreds yeah yeah that's just so cool to think about the ripple effect of just you know speaking up and and sharing is just a kind of a really cool story. I also really like that, you know, story how it's like you're sitting in the middle and you can't get out. <laughs> I like that Isn't because that terrible. I'm sorry to admit that, but you know, <laughs> I like that because sometimes you think like, oh my gosh, I got put in this stupid situation, but it's kind of those stupid situations that really ultimately, I think, make us change and become what we really need because we wouldn't have the humility ourselves to be put in that stupid situation. Yeah, I, I admittedly, I was rather prideful, like I said, sitting there thinking, I don't need anyone to tell me how to teach Shakespeare. I mean, oh, my goodness, you know. <laughs> well, and I also think that's so true with like so many mentors, because I mean, especially when I was younger, I, I definitely probably had a lot of people think, oh, my gosh, I don't need a 15, 16 year old person right? to teach me how to right? teach a yeah. class. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that was a big amount of humility that those mentors had to take. And uh, yeah. And so I think a lot of mentors will think, well, why do I have to pay $400, $500 to come to right. a training to to learn something that I could just read a book and do? Mm -hmm. And and so to answer, what do you, why do you think that the trainings are more beneficial than just like, because you could buy courses and teach Shakespeare. Absolutely. Sure. There, there are other courses out there. There are plenty of books out there. Um, some of them are excellent. But the thing about Lemmy training, oh, there's so many things. Um, because when you go to a Lemmy training, you're not just learning how to teach a class or learning about a subject or getting a copy of a curriculum and it's some training on it. What you're doing is you're becoming part of a community, you're submitting to mentoring, and you're learning about how to create scholars and how to help inspire the youth that you'll be teaching and also how to um, work with and inspire other parents so that you're creating a community together. Um, and that's a powerful thing. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to see that happen in our communities and to see the difference it makes in the lives of, we think it will just make a difference in the lives of the children or the, the young adults, but it makes a huge difference in the entire family. Um, that's what I've seen. So I love Lemmy and I love the way it changes families uh, for the better. Yeah, I always, during training, I always tell all of the mentors that come, you know, you think you're coming here to learn how to take a class. This is actually like, you know, it, it, it's, it's almost like a 
self-actualization retreat type of thing you know it's it's also marital counseling or you know there's a family and it's there's so much that you learn from this it's not it's really it's it's life it's you can apply it to all areas sure. of your life um some of the because it's principle based yes a lot of unseen benefits i think come out of it things you're you're not expecting perhaps One of the things I love that you shared was that it's transformational. I mean, we mm -hmm. hear that word so much when we're talking about Lemmy, that transformation that happens. Mm -hmm. And um, I know the when I first heard about leadership education and, you know, um, Angela Creel brought, you know, wanted to start a mm -hmm. community in my area she brought those kids and that's, you know, what you said about, you know, that's the kind of education mm -hmm. I want for my kids. That's what I said after she brought those kids down from, you know, probably down near your area, she brought yeah. them to ours yeah. and they did a, a scene from Taming of the Shrew. And then I remember started, that. Yes. My yeah. son was probably one of those kids. <laughs> probably, probably. And, but it just like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think I wanted my kids to do Shakespeare but they had to after that I was like, oh that was awesome that was absolutely awesome um but yeah that's that is so true so true so yeah. um and it's so much more than just Shakespeare too that's we've been talking a lot of, I've been talking a lot about Shakespeare um because <clears throat> that's where it started for me but so much more than that. So then I want to ask this next, next question. What, which project was your favorite project to mentor? If you had to pick one, cause it might be hard. It's, you know what, that, that's, that's like one of those questions, like which one of your children is your favorite sort of thing. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I've loved every project I've mentored. Um, probably my favorite was when I mentored um, a self-directed project very similar to Edison um, because I had seen these youth go through the whole uh, Lemmy continuum. Um, these youth had gone, they had, they'd studied uh, the constitution in Key of Liberty, they'd done Shakespeare for multiple years, they'd gone through other projects. Um, like sort of freedom, uh, Georgics, um, Quest, all of them were Quest graduates, and now they were ready to move on. And in this self-directed project, they actually ran the class. They each had important projects that they were working on, and they came and reported on those and had some accountability and shared and inspired each other. So I think it was kind of seeing, um, seeing the result, what happens with our youth when they develop as scholars over so many years. That was probably my favorite project to mentor, but I, I really do love all of them. <laughs> okay, I have a question. I don't know exactly how I want to ask this, but basically um, I've had some criticism from Lemmy about Lemmy saying, oh, they're not heavy enough in STEM or they're not a full curriculum. Mm. You know, we don't have offer all the curriculums or all the credits needed for for you know mm -hmm. high school or whatever what what would your response be to that and then also why do you think we don't mm. i don't i mean okay. maybe you don't know the answer to that but <laughs> yeah well 
I I've never seen the purpose of the purpose of Lemmy is not to provide every type of subject matter and everything that each person would ever want to to learn. The purpose of of Lemmy, as I see it at least, is to provide mentoring to the families um, in their in their groups in their commonwealths to help build scholars. And so we have um, a variety of different projects um, that that help that help youth. They're, we have adult projects as well, but particularly for youth that take them from the very beginning stages where they're just practice practice scholars um, and help them develop and gain all the skills and and their skills that go across different subject matters, you know, um, reading and writing and public speaking and all of that. Um, and certainly we do have projects projects that um, have more to do with um, with the sciences, um, with mathematics. Um, but some some projects are better, not some projects, some subjects perhaps are better done individually. Um, maybe if you're working on uh, a math curriculum, doing that in a group, a group setting isn't the best place to do that. Um, I don't know. Um, but it's Lemmy isn't trying to provide um, everything that everyone would, would ever want to know. And um, I don't honestly think any any curriculum, even if you're in a, you know, in a school setting, um, there's going to be holes in your education. Um, there's going to be things that you're going to need to seek out uh, different types of of learning. Um, and so I, that's never been a problem. That's never been a problem for me when there were I never looked to Lemmy as to provide a complete education um, for my children. I felt that that was the responsibility of our family to make sure that as our kids grew up, the things that we as parents felt were important for them to learn and the things that they wanted to learn themselves, um, that we would together work to seek the, the mentors that they needed to learn the things they need to be prepared for future education and to go forth in, in their lives. So. I don't know I had, if I answered that. No, really no, well, no, that but... was perfect. I had several epiphanies while you were talk, uh, talking just because of the different points that you brought up. But uh -huh. one of them, I, I think you hit on is project. What's appropriate for a project? What's not appropriate for a mm -hmm. project? Uh -huh. You know, and like, I, I hadn't really thought about that. But like, you know, there definitely are some things that weren't are don't are not well suited to having 10, 15 kids do at the same time. Right, right. And sometimes, you know, coding, like I tried to teach a coding class and it was it was hard to teach a coding class because mm -hmm. it's like the levels of skill set was, you know, so diverse. And so I teach one right. principle of coding and then like I'd have like five of the, you know, few of the kids got it and then like other kids were like totally lost and like not even there. And so, yeah, like there's such a, that's a skill, right? And it's a really hard thing to do in a yeah. group with a different skill set. So I really sure. liked that epiphany that because there are things that are really suited well to having it be in a project format in, in mm -hmm. that group. And then there's things that aren't. And then the other thing that was kind of interesting that I hadn't really thought about, but you said we help mentor the mentors and the families mm -hmm. to create to create environment to develop scholars. And I thought right. that was very interesting because it's not that we are we are not let me saying oh we're producing scholars because like that's no. really not what's happening no we're we're 
giving you the, we're helping you develop, we're not even giving you, we're develop right. the skills, knowledge, abilities, experiences yes. that will allow you to become transformational men mentors. And I love, like, like uh, there's so many people who have started with Lemmy projects and then gone on to do amazing things because mm -hmm. they develop those skills to do right. amazing things. You know, yes. and, I, and I wouldn't like claim credit and say, oh, that's a Lemmy graduate necessarily because, you know, they came to us with lots of different experiences. But sure. I would have to say at one point that was a Lemmy. They were Lemmy mentors, you know, and yes. they, they grew in this and we, we helped them gain those skills. So I, I like those different ways of assessing it. And then I really also thought it was interesting because as I've been thinking about my children's own education mm -hmm. in today's world, um, especially with the introduction of AI, which has just hit us so hard in the last like six months, mm -hmm. I've realized they don't have the capacity to know everything that is to know in today's world. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it's just, it's just too much. Yeah. It's, too, it's just way too much. Like, yeah, it's, sure. it's way too much. So I, th I think as a parent, you have to navigate the knowledge that's out there and, mm -hmm. and help your student find the knowledge that they need and find the skills that they need. And if I look at what Lemmy offers to me, it's more like really focusing on let's help this child establish a firm identity of self. Absolutely. And then once that is established, let's give them some solid skills, some great abilities and some exposure to a lot of different classics. And through that process, this child will find a path for them that looks very different from everyone else's path. I, I, I love that. I love that. And that, I think that's been one of the beauties of, of homeschooling and of the things that my children have learned through, through Lemmy is how to, how to know themselves, to know what they need, what they want to do, and how to how to find mentors and how to research. I'll say that as well. I, um, I mentioned that my four oldest children have gone through the Lemmy Project sooner, uh, but I have my youngest daughter, our youngest daughter is just 11 years old and um, hasn't started in the Lemmy Projects yet. Um, but she's, she's a singer and she loves to sing. And um, that's not something I have a great deal of experience with but I, it doesn't, it hasn't scared me or, you know, made me too overwhelmed because I know how to find mentors and I know how to help my children um, work on the areas that they're weak, weakened in their education, but also their strengths. And so we've been able to find, find mentors for her and she's been able to already, even at 11 years old, she, um, have some amazing experiences um, with, with singing because you know, because of the things I've certainly Lemmy doesn't have a project in, you know, you know, vocal <laughs> music or singing or anything like that. But the things I've learned um, have helped me to to help her to find find those mentors that that she needs. Wow, that's really awesome. I, you know, I don't think you people realize like that is a skill set of being able mm -hmm. to know who to ask and how to find people to to help you and in, in help your process of educating your child like it, it is a skill set it's something that um i you know consciously have to be like okay this is a weakness that i have so how can i find this person to fill it you know and sure and it is it's definitely a process of 
of of figuring out how to do that and they, and i also think there's a humility that comes with being like wait i don't have all the skill sets to educate my child and nor sh should i try to presume i do sure <laughs> none of us are you know none of us are are experts at everything or you know have everything isn't a strength for us so yeah, yeah. i mean i mean my daughter recently got to sing with the san diego opera um which was an amazing opportunity which you know, I would have never, again, I, I'm not a singer, um, <laughs> you know, nothing about it, but it, when you look for, when you look for the right mentors, these opportunities arise. So I'm grateful for learning, learning those, those principles and, and learning how to, how to find mentors and to just even know that that's what you need. It's a wonderful yeah. thing. One of the things, one of the epiphanies I just had, though, is that leadership education and Lemmy are, I mean, it's really what we need in this age of AI, because yes, that knowledge is part of it, but we're also, you know, the main thing, that knowledge is more of a vehicle to help people, you know, learn about vision, learn about mission yes. and the abilities yes. and skills but the knowledge is just that vehicle that that knowledge is a small part of it mm -hmm. and um it's an important part but you know just having ai out there isn't going to be it, it's not going to be an um a negative effect in a you know um liberal arts leadership education because of of how we do things so yeah because we we still want to learn how to think how to problem solve and it's not just it's not just amassing knowledge that's not what it's not our goal at least it's not my goal <laughs> yeah the other uh, epiphany i had that i forgot about that i reminded me of but um was the fact that i think it's audacious for us to think oh by the time my child leaves the house they should have this <laughs> huge amount of knowledge content right. i think that's just not i don't think it's healthy and no. I also don't think it's it's healthy for the child or the parent. Right. Um, and and so I think like in in high school, you know, we like we're like, oh, everyone needs to know all this by the time all they leave this. high school. Yes. And it's like yeah. and why? No. Why? No. Who said what? that? Right? Who said that? You know? It, and it's like we need to fight that because it's like, oh, what what it exactly do they need to know by the time they leave high school? It's I, I think my goal as a parent is by the time um, my children have left my home, I hope that they know how to learn, that they know how to seek out mentors and that they're aware when they do need to learn something. Um, that's, that's way more important to me than to think that somehow I could fill up some, you know, bucket they're holding of, of knowledge <laughs> before, they, before they leave. And, and it's different and unique what it, each individual is going to need in their life as well. So it's, yeah, it's not, it's not possible to teach them everything they're going to need to know in life. And we and I'm a big believer in, you know, the idea that we can lifelong learning, right? That we continue to to learn things. I wouldn't. I once heard um, a man I know say very proudly that he once he graduated from high school he'd never read a book, and it you know it just <laughs> kind of shocked me that that was something to be proud of. Um, but you know that was that was his point of view but that's certainly not what i would hope for for my children 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you right there. I, I recently had a conversation <laughs> with a young man who said, oh, no, I don't read. I haven't read anything since high school. And I was like, okay, wow, why? What do you do with your time? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, we have an abundance of leisure time in our, yes. you know, you know, just the very fact of the invention of like the washing machine has saved us sure. thousands of hours. And, um, you know, what do we do with that, that abundance of leisure time, you know, or what are we teaching our children to do with that leisure time really, mm-hmm. you know, could, what, what can they and should they be doing? And if we, they don't read books, then what are they doing? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like lots of music and TV and entertainment. So, mm-hmm. um, my, all right. Yeah, go ahead. My- my youngest son, we just had a, uh, he's in Quest 2, he's finishing up Quest 2 semester, and we had a symposium where all of the scholars did a presentation on um, someone, and and the mentor got up and said, this year, just in that school year, they have read over 20 books, and I'm like, oh, yes, this is so cool, and I know most of them have read even more than that. Because that was just for the, just for that project, right? Yes. 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 That's that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, my son, he's like, well, he, he like, he reads, he um, doesn't read very fast. And so he get, we get most of his books on Audible, Mm -hmm. but he, he just totally absorbs them. And he, but he wants the the real books too. And, and his thing is, I think he wants to have the, the pile of books by the end of the school year to be taller than him. <laughs> I love you it. Know? Yeah. I love and it. That's just, uh, but that's, that's awesome. how many books and he's not, he's not going to stop. He, mm-hmm. he I, not, his four older brothers are just voracious um, readers. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, it does work. I'm just so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of it also, though, is they have put the, you know, in leadership education, we put the responsibility of education on the student. Yeah, on the each of, yeah, each of us are responsible for our own education. And that's, yeah, that's a wonderful, that, and for our whole life. And it's not something that ends at a particular age. We're interrupting this broadcast to invite you to ask questions or share your epiphanies in the comments section. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving us a good review on the platform you are using, because that really helps others find our content. Also, check out our website at lemmymentortraining.com. So my next question for you then is... We talk a lot about the Lemmy continuum, and mm-hmm. and and could could you explain a little bit about maybe what that is and what it's looked like in your family or in scholars you've sure. seen? Sure. Um, so sometimes um, when someone's new to Lemmy, or um, in fact, I just talked to um, a family that's looking into our our Commonwealth School for next year, and she. Uh, and the question is, well, what, what kind of classes, what kind of subjects do you offer? And thinking that it's going to be a list of things and you choose which subjects you want. Um, and so I took just a minute to try and explain to her that our goal is to help um, these young people uh, become scholars and really progress 
um, as scholars. And so we're using the subject matter to help them learn the skills and ability um, and the knowledge too um, that they will need and to have really have a vision of what it means to be a scholar and of who they want to be in their life. And so that we're using the subject matter to, to help them develop as, as a person and as a scholar. And so we start out um, with them, uh, hopefully they're coming into becoming a practice scholar when they start um, at our Commonwealth School. And so we generally start with um, Key of Liberty and Shakespeare Conquest. And while we've had um, scholars start at, at different ages, those are usually our first first projects when they they come in. And then we'll have them, um, we'll recommend that they do um, an, another practice scholar uh, project the next year after that. Um, most people, um, most of my children and well, all of my children actually took another year of Shakespeare and Conquest. So they did that for two years. Um, and then they went on to another project um, after Key of Liberty, like um, Sort of Freedom. Um, and then depending where they're at as a practice scholar, eventually want, we wanna help, help them develop um, the skills that they need and until they're ready to become an apprentice scholar. And so we have projects that help them make, kind of make that transition, um, pyramid projects. Um, our Georgics project. Um, and so some of, some of my kids have taken different projects. They haven't taken every single Lemmy project, but they've done what they needed. Um, we also have Hero Project now as well. It's, it's excellent in that. And then they get into Apprentice Scholar phase, where in the Practice Scholar phase, their, their initiative is really is tested. We're inviting them to do the hard work um, that it is to become a scholar. We're inviting them to do some really tough things. We're inviting them to memorize the Declaration of Independence. We're inviting them to rewrite the Constitution in their own words. We're inviting them to memorize Shakespeare and to perform it, even if they're not a person that uh, thinks they like acting or wants to get up on stage. And then, um, then when they get into Apprentice Scholar, they have the opportunity to really submit to mentors. Um, as an Apprentice Scholar in Quest, they do a lot of hard things. As Heidi mentioned in Quest, they read dozens of books and they write um, papers and they, they receive feedback on those. So they have an opportunity to rewrite their papers and to really, to really grow as a writer. And the same thing in public speaking, they give speeches, they do lots of research, um, learning about great, great men and women in history, learning about what it means to, um, to have qualities of leaders like diplomacy and wisdom and virtue. And they learn what those things mean and how to live a life. They have um, projects that they do personally to help them develop uh, those different qualities of a leader. And um, so as they go through Quest, and then we have um, an opportunity for them to start to move into the next phase of self-directed scholar, where they um, have to take initiative again. So we kind of, you can see a pendulum swinging 
from where in their practice scholar, they, they really had to take initiative to do things where in apprentice scholar, they made the choice to submit and it was hard to submit to a mentor. Um, and now in self-directed scholar, the pendulum swings back and they take are taking the initiative again for that next phase of their education. Um, so that's from my point of view, kind of how the let me continuum let me continuum goes. And as I said before, not not all of my children and, and not all of the, the, the youth that I've mentored have taken every single class, but they have gone through that that continuum. And um, it's it's genius. It's been designed in a way that really helps the youth um, progress step by step to really becoming a scholar, to becoming someone who has a vision of what they want to be and what God wants them to be. Um, they have a sense of, of mission of what, what they're meant to accomplish in this life. And they have the skills and abilities and knowledge that they need um, to fulfill that, that vision and to live that mission. And it's, a, it's an exciting thing to see them go through the Lemmy projects along this continuum. Um, it's not a, you know, it's not a, you have to take every single class sort of, sort of thing. It's not a, some kind of, you know, conveyor belt where we, we stamp something and at the end everyone comes out with exactly the same experience um, because it is an individualized process as well. But it's exciting and inspiring to me having watched hundreds and hundreds of youth go through this process over the years. Um, I love I love seeing how how these youth and youth and how these families progress through Lemmy. So I don't know. Does that that's no, kind I, of my view perfect. of the Lemmy continuum. No, it's perfect because I really like how you explained, you know, we basically have these you know, three phases that Lemmy focuses on mm -hmm. in scholar phase of practice mm -hmm. and then apprentice and then um, you know, uh, self-directed. Self-directed, yeah. And as you were talking, um, I, I had kind of an epiphany um, that I've been, we're in the middle of producing a play and it's the first oh, play yes. that I have, I have teaching Shakespeare. So it's the first play that I have taught in a long time because, uh -huh. I mean, I did the projects, I taught them. Sure. Then, you know, my oldest is 10. So mm -hmm. I haven't been doing a lot of these for the last 10 years of my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I've, I woke up this morning with like a ton of anxiety because I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is just, this just looks like failure. This is just, <laughs> you know, the play's in three weeks and nobody sold tickets, so we might not have an mm -hmm. audience and we don't have a stage and mm -hmm. half the kids don't have their lines memorized. And I'm just like, and I can half, yep. yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, I just feel like I'm seeping in failure. Like, this is just what, and then I'm just like, why am I doing this? Like, I have to drag my four kids to rehearsal and they don't mm -hmm. like it all the time. And they're like, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like, you know, why am I focusing on this? And I, I was just pondering this morning, just full of anxiety. And I realized, I said, I realized if I can show my children what f trying to accomplish something great looks like, mm -hmm. even if it looks like failure and even mm -hmm. if it fails, Mm -hmm. then I think that'll be one of the biggest gifts I can give them 
because I think we have this naivete, and I think that's just because um, of how our brains are biologically hardwired to find positive, so we keep fighting in this really hard life. But like <laughs> we have this naive yes. thing that we're gonna go into this world and we're gonna accomplish goals, and it's you're just gonna get everything you want in life. Like we have this way of like thinking, and we think that about our children too. Is like if I cross off enough boxes in their education. <laughs> then they'll get to this point and they'll achieve this this greatness and then they'll get all their needs taken care of and they won't have any right. problems and that's <laughs> oh, just I wish, but no. yeah no it's just, but, but somehow we think that's what we should prepare them for is like yes, this end yes. goal achievement mm-hmm. and and it and like I, one of the things that i was realizing like no i need to prepare my children for brick wall after brick wall after brick wall yes. after failure after yes. struggle after struggle after another dead end another dead end and I, that's what I need to prepare them for because that's Absolutely. the reality of life. So if, Absolutely. If, if we have these scholars come into the initiative phase of practice scholar and we say failure is not an option. No, we don't want to Then you take that. that away from yeah, them. You take it all away from them. Yeah. Can I tell you a story about yeah, um, yeah. one of my daughters? So um, my daughter was in Kiva Liberty as a 12-year-old. And she um, did not want to memorize the Constitution. I mean, not the Constitution, Declaration of Independence. She did not want to do it. And she was convinced that she couldn't do it. And she went to class. She did everything else really that was expected um, of her, you know, that was offered to her. She um, really enjoyed Key of Liberty, but she somehow decided she was not going to memorize the Declaration of Independence. And they had a big thing at the end. They went kind of this reward trip and she didn't go on their their reward trip. And I I knew she was capable of it. I tried to encourage her and she just, nope, wasn't going to do it. She failed, right? And I thought, oh, I don't know about this because I'd already had my two older boys go through Key of Liberty and they both memorized it and it was a great experience and I thought should I you know try to be forcing her to do this should I I thought I worked hard to inspire her to do this and it's not happening we're failing and the next the next year when she was in um sort of freedom um she she got started and she said to me one day she said to me that was the stupidest thing I did last year, not memorizing the Declaration of Independence. What was wrong with me? And I said, it's okay. What did you learn from it? And yeah, and she said, I learned that that was really stupid. I learned I should, I should have done it. And, you know, so I thought, well, she learned a great lesson from that failure, you know? Um, it, it looked like failure, it was failure, but wow. What did she and I and one of my other boys um, after he he was in a classical acting, which is a project I don't think I've mentioned yet, but it's a, a, a apprentice scholar project. Um, it's designed for you know, students who've gone through um, at least a couple years of Shakespeare conquest often it's students who are taking quest at the same time and they'll do they'll do classical acting and so my son already had been in Shakespeare plays he already memorized Shakespeare but he didn't like the role he was cast in. He had to play a lover and he just really had a hard time with it. And although he did a fine job in the play, he performed, he knew, I knew, and his mentors knew he was not giving it his all. He could have done 
you know, he was at about probably like 80%. And we knew he wasn't given 100%. And sure enough, afterwards, he said, you know, this was like the next year, I think he was getting ready to go off to college. And he said, wow, I blew that opportunity big time. I really, I really messed that up. And it's like, okay, well, tell me what you learned from that, you know, and he, and he did, he, he, he learned a lot of things. I think that that helped him. And it was kind of reassuring to me in a way, actually, as he was leaving home, going off to college that he, yes, he'd failed. I, he'd gone through a failure like that um, in a safe environment. Certainly much rather have them fail, <laughs> fail there um, than in, in other things in life. So, you know, I don't know. Those are just a couple of stories about failure and that I've seen. I, I have lots more failure stories, but I'll just share those. We don't want to go too far with that. <laughs> no, I, I like that you share that because I think one of the things that's really hard for people to, especially if they're coming new to, to Lemmy and is to, to really understand this is the, this is your education and yeah. meaning this is your personal education as a parent and a mentor mm -hmm. and your child's education. It's theirs. It's their education. And, um, I think like it's a it's super scary. I mean, I know that with a lot of different people I have conversations with, it's like, well, that's not an option. Failure is not an option. Mm. And and so when I think about, okay, failure is not an option. All right. So why is failure not an option? You know, like yeah. what what is it that makes it so failure is not an option? Because if if you take away the choice from the child, then agency is not an option you know what Ooh, i mean like yeah, and then what line mean. are we walking when I, right. like I, there's there's definitely a line you have to walk you know like today with my children we have certain expectations in our home you have to do reading every day and you have to do math every day those are things you have to mm -hmm. do every day mm -hmm. and if if you choose not to do that that's fine you just don't get to have any time on the computer or any time watching shows like that's just what mm -hmm. happens you mm -hmm. know you get to choose so you know but like so that's not necessarily a choice, but like if if they want to show up to and not have their homework done, then that's their choice, right? And then they right. get the consequence of that, and they might right. kids understand that like that's their choice. You get the consequence. There's a choice, and there's a consequence. And yeah, yeah. So my kids could definitely choose not to do math, but then they don't have any freedom to do anything mm -hmm. fun, which right. is the choice, which is the consequence, right? So Absolutely. I think if I think you can set it up in your home where it's like. You know, this is the, the project that you're doing. You have a paper due. Are you going to choose sure. to do it? No. Okay. The consequence is you don't get to go hang out with your friends if your homework's not done. Like there's yeah. ways you can set it up so that Absolutely. they choose. But yeah. I think that the element of choice is so crucial to the continuum, right? Oh, it's yes, it absolutely is. Because if we want, if we want our children to own their education, to take responsibility for their education, for their life, their life for that matter, um, we need to give them that opportunity to fail. We, we have to let them choose. If we're forcing them to do everything, if we're um, dictating how every moment of their time is spent and, you know, if we're not allowing them that opportunity to make those decisions, how will they grow and be prepared um, to do those things as adults? I, I think it's, it's a safe place to do, to fail with a mentor there to help them 
uh, look look back and see what they've learned from that experience. I think that's, I, I honestly think we want our children to have experiences where they fall short um, while they're still at home and have someone who can talk them through it. So they realize it's not the end of the world because they will have failures as adults and we don't want it to destroy them. We want them to understand. Um, and in fact, that's one of the things as we're, we're mentoring um, and as we're working in a community, in a Commonwealth school or whatever kind of community we have, our, our children are watching us. And as they see us navigate difficulties, as they see us work with people who disagree with us, as they see us handle problems and people who, who get angry or some, you know, there's, there's some kind of unexpected, unforeseen um, situation. Um, and they see us handle it with diplomacy. They see us forgive, um, work to make things right. That's, that's, those are powerful lessons, um, much more powerful than having them think that we have all, have all the answers and nothing bad ever happens because bad things do happen. They will happen and we wanna learn how to, how to navigate them, how to handle them and how to move forward afterwards. Yeah, I love that. It's, to me, like, as I think about it, it's like, am I preparing my child for a career or am I preparing my child to, to, to navigate life, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what comes with that, you know, absolutely. And yeah. what really is my goal, which I think, you know, if, if, if your goal is to prepare your child for a career, then, then that's your goal, like, then work towards that. But for me, it's like, right. I, you know, I look at my siblings and I look at my family and I would say all of them are successful. I mean, we're not necessarily mm -hmm. all like, millionaires but um <laughs> like we have successful homes and families and, sure. and but i think the most successful thing that my parents did is we genuinely all have really good relationships with each other and really good relationship with our children and really good relationships mm -hmm. with those around us which i think like to me those things matter really sure. you know and so i sure. think like a giving child choice to engage in their education gives them the skill sets to to say, okay, I'm in the driver's seat. How yes. do I build a relationship with my time? How do I build a relationship with mm -hmm. people? How do I build a relationship with, with, with this subject or this subject or this subject? What does that relationship look like? Where are my strengths? Where are my weaknesses? Like we're putting mm -hmm. our students in the driver's seat and, and helping them learn all those skills along the way, but yeah. you have to let them drive. <laughs> yeah. Like you mentioned time and time management is a huge thing. I know, um, that was something that some of my children shared with me as they went off um, to college, um, that they had an easier time than some of their peers because they had 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 to learn how to be responsible, how to manage all of their um, schoolwork, you know, everything that they were doing. Um, they made the decisions and, and they weren't being told exactly what to do every minute of every day. And so they were well prepared for, for that part of their life. So. Oh, I 100% agree with that. Like, I looked at my college peers and being like, you missed that assignment because you didn't plan for it because it came three weeks ago. And if you mm -hmm. were going to reach it and do successful, you would have needed allotted five to six hours a week for the last three weeks on that project. Mm -hmm. But you didn't have that time management skills because nobody ever sat you down and helped you right. realize I have a huge deadline and <laughs> I have a Declaration of Independence to memorize in one semester. Right. So I can't how do many... that the night before? You know, <laughs> yeah. I need to work yeah. on it a little bit at a time. Yeah. yeah. 
no, I, I, I just remember being like, oh my gosh, how do you not have these skill sets? What happened to you? <laughs> like when I was in college the same way, just because I was like, you know, always had my assignments in on time. I think it also was like personality had a factor sure, with that sure. too, and, but and I knew always, how long it took yeah. me to read a book. Right. I knew how you long. Yes, I knew myself. practice with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so. it's, it's never too late to learn these things. If you find yourself, you know, <laughs> It, 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 sometimes we worry about that as parents as oh my child's already this age they should know that well it, we all have different timetables and for some of us we have to learn things through hard experience <laughs> it takes us a little longer and that's okay i want to ask you a couple more questions i know we're kind of going a little long but i'd really like i, I know you were fundamental in building your commonwealth there mm -hmm. or you were not fundamental like you were there mm -hmm. beginning Sure. And I just want to kind of ask you two questions is, as you're building your Commonwealth, what have been some of the greatest blessings of having the Commonwealth? Mm. And then also what have been some of the hardest trials or just not desert trials, but just difficulties? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, those two kind of go hand in hand. Um, I think, first of all, is I was not prepared for the education that I would receive um, personally in building and working um, in a Commonwealth school. I initially saw it as something that would would benefit, um, you know, my children and, you know, other families, but I didn't realize how much I would grow personally. Um, and going through the process of writing a constitution. We had a, a committee of people that worked on that. And some of the things that were really hard were, were um, you know, the disagreement with people um, over trying to write that and trying to come to a decision and vote on it. But the thing that was interesting to me is that the, the one individual um, on our constitution committee who had a very different worldview than the rest of us um, really ended up strengthening um, our final our final result because certain things that the rest of us kind of took for granted or agreed on um, she was able to present things in a different way that really made us think and really made us question okay why do we want things this way um, and so that experience of you know really learning how to work together and come to a consensus was really powerful and the same thing, I had some really difficult experiences sometimes <clears throat> in mentoring Shakespeare um, or classical acting where uh, a child was uh, upset with perhaps a role they had been cast in. And But the problem wasn't usually the child, it was more often the parent, how they reacted to it. And I had some parents who were quite upset and angry about that. But interestingly, being able to talk to them, talk through it with them, um, and help help them come to a place where everyone felt good about it, um, they felt peace at it. How we could, you know, um, change things or work on let's really develop this character. What what would help make you feel better? Those skills of diplomacy have been so necessary in my life and have really blessed me um, even though it was something very difficult at the time in the moment it was not something i would have wished for 
It was something I wanted to go away. I didn't want to deal with, but yet being able to work through such difficult things with people have prepared me for other things in the future uh, that have happened since then in my life that were much more difficult. Um, but I know how to how to speak speak diplomatically to people, how to build consensus, how to forgive, and how to talk things through in a calm way, and then um, be able to have things end in a in a positive way. And and, and if someone isn't isn't willing to do that, um, I whether it's you know in a Commonwealth situation or in my personal life. I still know that I've done everything in my power to make things right and to work through things. And sometimes people make different choices and have a different path to walk. And that's okay too, you know, as long as I know I'm um, doing the best that I can, that's all I can do. So the, the Commonwealth School, building a Commonwealth School has been a huge blessing in my family because of the outstanding families that I was able to work with. My, my children have had such amazing mentors. I remember when my oldest son left for left home. And as we were talking one day, I said, do you realize that pretty much every teacher you have ever had personally cared about you, every mentor that you have had? And, and I don't know that that's true for many people. I don't know that every teacher they've ever had has loved them as an individual. And when we sat down and looked at all the teachers he has had in his life, truly we could say that everyone loved him as an individual. And, and I think that's generally, that's generally true. Generally, the, those people who are showing such virtue in, in mentoring a group of children in a Commonwealth school really are outstanding, outstanding people. And so what a blessing that is and and the growth that we get to see not only our own growth but um, incredible growth in other families and we get to support each other we get to um, have such a feeling of unity so i'm i'm grateful for um, our commonwealth school here in the san diego area msa it's an I'm, I'm proud and happy to say that even though I am currently not mentoring there because I don't have a child that age, my youngest child will be starting, I said, in about a year, but I'm grateful it's still around. I'm grateful that still will um, be an option for her when she's, when she's old enough and I'll be part of it still. So those are some thoughts I have. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, I really liked how you mentioned, you know, having that difference of opinion made us stronger. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something we've lost in our culture today, where mm -hmm. it's like we polarize ourselves and like, I can't be yes. around you because I disagree with you. And, and I'm just going to put you in this box of you're this and you're that. But it's right. like, when a come school, I'm looking back at just my peers, like how many of us were so different and you wouldn't think that we would have friendships or associate with each other, but we genuinely like really loved each other and, and really got yeah. along well, you know, and I think that comes with, and their differences made us better and stronger, you know? Yes. One of the things that my, my in-laws always ask me is like, how come you can just like, you can love almost every child, you know? And I've thought about it for a bit. Cause I'm like, yeah, I generally really do like have genuine love for almost every child I know. And I'm like, why is that? That's, isn't that how everyone sees children? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I guess everyone doesn't see kids. That I way. wish it was always that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. 
but I think that really does come from like the community that's created with the Commonwealth of just like, mm -hmm. oh, here comes another child into our Commonwealth and we can just be like, oh, you're, 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 you know, you're Zach. Oh, okay, Zach. And it doesn't become like, oh, you're Zach, you have ADHD and you have all these labels and you have all these problems. It's no, that's Zach. And that's just Zach. So, oh yeah, Zach right. does these weird things sometimes. Oh, okay. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's just like the Commonwealth culture, what it is, but like growing up, the just expectation was that is a, this is, you know, you know, that's Tom and that's Sue. And, you know, like they just had their names and that's who they were. Yeah. And it didn't have to be anything other than that's who you are. Right. And then that's just how you saw people. And then you're just like, okay, you know, it's hard to get along with this person, but through the process of doing the projects, you learn to find something great about them. Especially yes. I feel like Shakespeare, that's where it's like, really, you come to find out like how strong or awesome your friends are or your acquaintances, you know, so Seeing everyone come together to create something great to create uh you know to create that play that and, and give that performance is is wonderful to see that yeah. unity it really is awesome well um heidi do you have any other questions you want to ask or comments yeah i just the last comment i wanted to say was just i really feel like leadership education and you know like uh, Oliver DeMille in his book, he talks about how everyone is a genius. And when you mm -hmm. have that as part of your culture, you know, that's your foundation. Then you go into your community and you're looking at, okay, what, are, how are you going to lead out in our community? How, um, you know, where is your genius? What is your genius? And it's a, it's a different paradigm. It's, you know, it, I, I am a credentialed teacher. I had to work in that system for a while. And, you know, in that system, it's like, where are you lacking? What is the box that I have to find to check off because you don't have it? Mm. And that different paradigm, I mean, I think that's what really makes leadership education transformational, or one of them. Right. Um, one of the reasons, but it's it really, it is, it's transformational because kids get to be who they are and you get to see them as the genius, that yes. in, innate genius that is within them. And I just, I just love that. I just love that. Me too. Me too. That is such a cool, like, I mean, no, it's a principle we know of, but it, sometimes we forget it, mm -hmm. <laughs> but like, that really is the foundation of and I also feel like it, it applies to like mentors that we work with, you know, when we do trainings or we do different uh, interactions is we also see that it's like as a mentor who's coming to let me as a parent or and a teacher, you know, if you have a genius that I think throughout training, I know I've tried when I do trainings to really find those. I know you only have a few short days with them, but find those geniuses and, and really pull them out and highlight them and let them be seen. And I think that's just yes. a cool way to just just view people instead of what do you lack, but what can you offer is like, what's your greatest strength? You're looking for that, which is, that's what a wonderful way to look at people. Yeah, it's way better than what everyone else does. <laughs> Let's just be conceited. No, just kidding. You can put that out. <laughs> well, Melanie, thank you so much for taking your time and talking with us today. It's been really good to reconnect and to hear your yes. wisdom and and it was so awesome to hear your stories and your insight thank you for having me i loved getting to chat with both of you what a wonderful opportunity thank you thanks for listening to this episode just as in every lemmy training 
We hope you walk away uplifted and inspired, but also empowered to be a better mentor for your family and your community. Please be sure to subscribe and share. We also want to express our gratitude to all the Lemmy mentors, past and present. You got this. You can do hard things.